Welcome to the Daily Boogie. Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning. Hello there and welcome. Thanks for joining us. Settle in. I hope you're comfy. On this eve of Easter Eve Eve, I think. Is that how it works? I'm not sure. Is there an Easter Eve? It's like every year when Easter comes up. It's like, oh, there goes my weekend. everyone thanks for joining us another edition of the daily boogie hope you're having a lovely day i certainly am settling in got a few interesting tidbits to go over with you thanks for sharing it out by the way if you did if you didn't that's okay i don't mind i don't mind if you don't share you don't have to share where's the bloody chat there's the chat is the chat working for you guys i don't know i don't even know I don't know what's going on with the chat anymore. Something is happening with the chat. I've tried all kinds of fixes. I can't seem to get to the bottom of it. Hello there, Stella. Hello, boogie darling. Doc Martin, ladies and gentlemen. You can see Doc Martin Saturday nights at 10 o'clock with our friend Phil D'Angelo. Phil D'Angelo. Philip D'Angelo. Doing their promises made. What is it? Promises made and kept. I don't know. I have to apologize because that's that's my sleep day. I allocate myself one day a week to sleep. And unfortunately, it's my Sunday, your Saturday. And I if I roll over and see it, then I'll I'll wake up and hit share. But I don't think I'd do that very often because I'm normally deep, 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 deep sleeping. Catching up from the week. No chat for you either, Kimmy. Well, I don't know. Black Banner over on uh, YouTube says the ch- YouTube chat is working good over there. I don't know. 420 Saturday. <laughs> Those days are long behind me. Long behind me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking about maybe just going to YouTube. Issues with chat and stuff, which is a shame. I like I like Periscope and I like the people on Periscope and I like the interface. I like the user interface. And there's so many... Um, you know, good streamers that I like that are only on Periscope during the day. So, I don't know. It's one of those things. I don't know what to do, and I'm kind of getting bored of trying to fix it. So I think I'm just going to have to plow on ahead. At least the chat's up on the screen. That's the best I can do for you. <laughs> like I said, plenty to get through. Easter Eve Eve. See, some people say Periscope's good. Some people say it's no good. I have no idea. Like, it's. I think it's... I don't know. I don't see how it could be anything on my end because if it works for half of the people and doesn't work for the other half, like I'm not selectively stopping people from chatting, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't muted anyone. I've got no idea. Maybe the problem is uh, everybody else in the chat has you banned. Maybe that's why you don't see chat. Maybe everyone else has banned you. <laughs> Isn't that generally how it goes? If you get blocked or banned, then no one can see you. See, Jennifer Briggs works now. Okay. We'll just have to plow on. So thanks for joining us. 
By the way, if you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper, become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to complain about the chat, take a fucking number and get in line because you'll only be the 500th asshole this month to do it. But I will hear your complaints nonetheless. I don't block. So feel free to complain by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. Like I said, a couple of things to go through. I just I want to open it up with a little article first, if I may, if I can, from one of my personal favorite salon, ladies and gentlemen. Who cares about the Mueller report? Ah, who cares? Who cares? Mueller report? What the hell is the Mueller report? Did you guys hear this thing called the Mueller report? I've never... What, what is it? Some kind of report or something? What were they? What were they reporting? Why were they investigating Robert Mueller? I don't even. I don't even know what the Mueller report is. Who cares? We all do, but it will change nothing. Bravo, Salon. Bravo. You you have finally embraced reality. <laughs> all it took was two years, thirty million dollars, thousands of subpoenas, hundreds of interviews, and a torrent of tears. That's all it took. That's all it took. But you got there in the end. You nailed it. Just before Easter, just in time for Easter. So you can enjoy the weekend with your families and think about more important things. Like Jesus. We don't need Robert Mueller to tell us that Trump is a criminal. Oh, there you go. You just, you just wait until the Mueller report comes out. Then you're going to find out what kind of a criminal bastard Donald Trump is. You know, you Trump fags aren't going to be able to hide when the Mueller report comes out. Oh, no, no, no. Mueller time. It's Mueller time, baby. You fascists and bigots. You Trump cultists. When the Mueller report comes out, then you'll see the truth. Then you'll understand what we've been talking about all this time. All this time we've been talking about the Mueller report. Justice is coming. D-Day is coming. Captain Bone Spurs Day of Judgment is nigh. By the way, there's nothing in the Mueller report. We don't need the Mueller report to know that Trump's a criminal. Who cares? It's not about what's in the report. Nobody said it was about the Mueller report. Nobody ever said what's in the Mueller report actually matters. We already know Trump's a criminal. The Mueller report is insignificant, comrade. And no amount of proof. We don't need to know. We don't need the Mueller report to tell us Trump is a criminal. And no amount of proof will move the GOP to action. How about an amount of proof? Don't worry about no amount of proof will move the GOP to action. How about some proof? Can we do that? Can we engage on that level? How about a skerrick of proof? How about a pittance of proof? How about a poofteenth of proof? Can we can we muster that up? How about one footnote on one page of the Mueller report? Can we do that? Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the Mueller report's going to change everything. The Mueller report's not going to change anything. <laughs> We don't need the Mueller report to tell us Trump is a criminal and no amount of proof will will make the GOP act. How much proof do you have? Well, <laughs> it's hard to say. You know, uh, Don Jr. met with some Russian lawyer in a hotel or something. We, we've got that. We've got that. That's ready to go. That is proof right there, my man. Proof positive. 
After a year and a half of building expectations, the event we've all been waiting for is almost here. Twitter is ablaze with competing hashtags. (laughs) That's where the real fight is. My hashtag's bigger than yours. Twitter is ablaze with competing hashtags. Recappers are ready to both summarize and offer commentary. And a rapt audience to the spectacle has only one question. Will this change everything? Then inevitably comes the letdown. The event was so built up in people's heads that no matter how extraordinary it actually turned out to be, folks found themselves asking, is that all? Is that it? Is that all you got? Is that is that all it is? Is that all we got here? Is that all you can do? T, what a letdown. No, the article continues. I don't mean the season premiere of Game of Thrones, which was great. See, I love I love the uh the tactics here, the strategy of the author. If you just mention Game of Thrones in the body of the article, you will get at least 400% higher clicks than you would otherwise normally get. <laughs> I should have called this show Game of Thrones. You would have seen it swell up. We would have been busting at the same the seams in here. Hashtag Game of Thrones, which was great. And I've never actually watched Game of Thrones. I tried to watch the first episode and I think I lasted about two hours not two hours, 20 minutes. It felt like fucking two hours, though. I lasted about 20 minutes, and I turned to uh, the lovely bride, and I said, ah, this isn't, this isn't doing it for me. She was already asleep. <laughs> so we decided to leave Game of Thrones where it was. Left it there. What is a Game of Thrones? Laurie Posner. Good question. I don't know. I, th- I think Game of Thrones is something that... Um, anybody from the sexually repressed right up to the bored, unemployed, middle-aged man do once a week. I think that's what they do. It's a Game of Thrones. I'm obviously talking about the Mueller report, the article continues, which will allegedly be released on Thursday to great media fanfare and almost inevitably by a dawning realisation that this will change nothing. (laughs) Donald Trump will not be impeached much less removed from office. Again, credit where it's due, ladies and gentlemen. This is Salon we're talking about here. Repeat, Donald Trump will not be impeached, much less removed from office. The only way to end this long national nightmare is to elect a Democrat to the presidency in 2020. Congratulations. I'm so happy for these guys. Like I said, all it took was two years, $30 million and thousands of subpoenas, but we got there in the end. A little pat on the head for you, my friend. This is going right up on the refrigerator. This this to me is the equivalent of a teenage boy growing his first pubic hair. You know what I mean? Mum, mum, look, look at this. It happened. I'm a man now. Yes, of course you are, son. Congratulations. That's, un- that's only if you haven't already put your son on hormone suppressors, which you should do if you're a good parent, followed by removing his penis altogether. First of all, there's simply no reason to think that whatever Attorney General Bill Barr tries to pass off as the Mueller report will be any such thing. Oh. 
We've been down this road already. Last month, when a much ballyhooed... Ballyhooed isn't a word that gets used enough. Can we start to bring ballyhooed back into popular vernacular, please? I need more ballyhooed in my life. The much ballyhooed Mueller report turned out instead to be a four-page memo penned by Barr that seemed more focused on concealing rather than elucidating the information uncovered by special counsel Robert Mueller. During his investigation into the Trump campaign's possible ties to a Russian conspiracy to interfere with the 2016 election. I love this argument that keeps coming up. And it's so easy to bat back. People have this argument and they've been having this argument, which is it's make the most of this argument whilst you still can, because tomorrow it's going to be gone. You're going to lose the opportunity. But make the most of it while you still can. People have said that it doesn't make sense that the memo, the William Barr memo, is only four pages when the Mueller report took two years and is over 700 pages. So he must be, there must be something he's not telling me. He must be leaving something out. To which I would reply, you know, and they say, well, isn't it strange that a 700 page report can be summed up in four pages? To which I would reply, isn't it strange that a 700 page report can be summed up in four pages? <laughs> Maybe there's a lot of filler. Maybe there's a lot of pictures in the report. Who knows? Maybe there's a bit maybe there's a crossword puzzle going across two pages in the middle somewhere to take up space. Maybe they used really big font. So if you actually use proper, you know, what, 16 font, it would actually be more like 45 pages. Just big fuck off bold letters typed across the thing. Donald Trump spoke to Russian people. That's one page. Robert S. Muller, that's two pages. The third, that's three pages. You know what I mean? It was ostensibly a hearing about the Department of Justice budgetary concerns earlier this month. Democrats on the House Appropriations Committee repeatedly questioned Barr's assertion of broad rights to redact information from the Mueller report before it was released. At one point, Rep. Ed Case, case on the case from Hawaii, held up a memo from the Mueller investigation that was almost entirely blacked out before it was released to the public. <laughs> ah. Considering that Barr was hired after sending an unsolicited memo to the Justice Department outlining his opposition to the very existence of the Mueller investigation... There's every reason to share the Democrats' concerns that Barr will be generous with the black ink on a report about an investigation that has already resulted in 37 parties facing criminal charges, along with seven convictions. Yes, and of those 37 parties facing criminal charges, not one of them has anything to do with 2016 whatsoever, in America at least. Apparently, there are a few Russian guys who work for a catering company who took out ads on Facebook to the tune of literally hundreds of dollars, uh, they have also been targeted by the Mueller report. But even if Barr proves the skeptics wrong and releases a genuinely informative report, it's unlikely to lead to Trump's removal from office. Even in the unlikely case that Mueller has photos of Russian Vladimir, of Russian president, pardon me, Russian president Vladimir Putin blackmailing Trump with a rumored P tape, Trump is still staying put until January 20, 2021 at least. Wow. 
even if the P-tape is real and is in the Mullerwood, but maybe this is the blacked out section. Maybe that's the blacked out section there. What was the name of that character in the um in the Mike Myers movie? Ivana Humpalot? Maybe that is the picture of Ivana Humpalot uh, expressing herself over the president. Had to be blacked out because you got to pay for that. You can jump on webcam right now and see that unredacted. <laughs> Direct from Moscow. No matter how often it's been debunked, the idea still floats around in the anti-Trump resistance that, as happened with Watergate, we finally reach a breaking point where the impeachment and removal of the president becomes inevitable. Because of the mystery around it, the Mueller report has become the holy grail of this particular quest. Imagine to be stuffed full of evidence of impeachable offences by Trump that will be a catalyst that fuels the impeachment fire. This, however, is completely wrong. The reason Trump isn't getting impeached has nothing to do with the lack of impeachable offences. There was a cornucopia of legally justifiable reasons to impeach Trump the first day he set foot in office. He's on tape confessing to sexual assault. Here we go again. (laughs) Every fucking article, every single article I read about Donald Trump from these sources, Slate, Salon, Mother Jones, Huffington Post, every single one of them always segues into all of the same things that you've already heard a million times. Like they're sitting there going, this time it's going to get through to people. This time they're going to understand. This time it's going to (laughs) matter. Can you imagine these people sitting around in the lunchroom down at the office of Salon? Hey, hey, Jim, Jim, great article. Did you mention the Billy Bush tape? (laughs) I imagine they've got some kind of tally board up on the wall. Who's winning for... Billy Bush tape references this month. Who? Celeste. Oh, you 5,000 references. Well done, darling. Congratulations. You win the gift card. You earned it. His fake university was a fraudulent organization that bilked American citizens of enormous sums, sometimes their life savings. His supposed charitable foundation was also fraudulent, and quite likely used to bribe a law enforcement official. His family's fortune was built largely through tax fraud. There you go. That Trump was a crook uh, was a crook was known before he took office. Since then, he's continued to behave in ways that constitute legal grounds for impeachment. Just last week, it was reported that Trump has demanded government officials break the law, and in one reported case dangled the promise of a pardon as an incentive to then Border Patrol head Kevin McAleenan to use, he uses his Twitter account to foment violence against political opponents and journalists. He's clearly violating his promise not to run his business from the White House. People seeking to curry favour with him blatantly use his hotel and Florida resort as a channel to direct bribes right into his pocket. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. All of this evidence. <laughs> Rapunzel on Twitter, on YouTube says, Employee of the Month. <laughs> All of this impeachable evidence, and the guy still remains. It's shock. It's horror. Who would have thunk it? Who cares about the Mueller report anyway? To be fair. Who really cares about the Mueller report? 
Uh, let's see a video of Trumpy now. I've got a video ready to rock and roll for you. For comments that he made, uh, I think it was today, the Opportunity Zone Conference, which I didn't even know was a thing. Did you know that there was an Opportunity Zone Conference? That's one of the conferences where if you're working in government or in the press, you know, people generally like going to conferences when they report on, you get drinks, you get to meet people, you get to network. I'm not sure anybody wanted to go to the Opportunity Zone conference, just quietly, just putting that out there. But uh, the president did say something which will lead us into our next video clip. Check this out. And uh, we're stopping them much more so at the border. We will, as soon as the wall is built, we'll have a tremendous impact. And uh, Border Patrol has been incredible. Kevin's doing a great job. We have an amazing pe group of people on the, on the border and Homeland Security generally. ICE has been incredible what they're doing. They're taking MS-13 out by the thousands who came into our country, the gangs, rough people. They're getting them rough out. Rough people. So ICE has been unbelievable. And law enforcement generally has been just unbelievable, the job. You know, our numbers are way down, meaning in a positive way, crime is down very substantially from even a year ago. We want all Americans to share in our great economic renewal. Okay, ICE is doing a fantastic job. Crime numbers are down. I saw this earlier today. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched it. I was just, I, there's a few channels that I go around and see what they're up to. So I saw the title of this video, The Watchdog Surveilling Border Patrol and ICE, and I just imagined like activists and protester types following ice around filming them so i just had to i just had to <laughs> see what this is all about so he says ice are doing a tremendous they're doing a tremendous job they're doing a fantastic job they're tremendous people so i thought well let's see for ourselves who is policing the police who is taking care of these people so let's have a look Kevin, thanks for joining us. Doing harassing well. the people in the neighborhoods. Ah. There's one EPS up ahead. It has somebody pulled over at ten. And this is almost every day. Estamos impulsando a la comunidad a que ejerzan el derecho de grabar a un oficial público haciendo su trabajo en público. Como vivimos en una comunidad. Gee, it's going to be a shit time for these people when they eventually ban live streaming, isn't it? Because you know they want to ban live streaming of you know violence, violent events. Just like the show Cheaters says, this. <laughs> they want to ban violent events being live streamed. So, how how are we going to capture all of this alleged police brutality and ice brutality for the onlooking audience if we ban live streaming violent events, ladies and gentlemen? Quite the conundrum. Estados migratorios mixtos siempre existe el riesgo de la colaboración con los agentes federales y lo que pudiera ser una simple parada por una infracción de tránsito puede terminar en una deportación de uno de los miembros de nuestra. This woman is saying, what could end? What could be a simple detention because of a traffic violation can end up in the deportation of one of the members of our community as though people are being deported for having a traffic violation. <laughs> Did you run a red light, sir? Well, I, 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 you ran a red light. Come with me. You're going to Mexico. I'm not sure that's how it works. <laughs> Let's just kick everybody out of the country who, goes, who runs a stop sign. Can we do that? Actually, I, I might actually be in favor of that. 
I might be in favour of that. Did you double? Did you double park in the city, motherfucker? You're going to China. Get the hell out of here. Since 2003, Border Patrol have killed, I think, something like 97 to 100 people. Wow. That includes children. <laughs> Border Control, Border Patrol have killed 100 people, including children. They're baby killers. You see what's happening here? When we're not even one minute into this video, not even one minute in. They're deporting people for traffic violations and killing babies, ladies and gentlemen. ICE, their success is, is contingent on secrecy. Their success is contingent on no transparency. The law is you have the right to film police officers in a public space. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be a sick, strange, twisted world that we live in if uh, it's, you know, illegal immigrants in a country can legally film film the officers, but the officers cannot legally do anything to the people who are there illegally. <laughs> it's like when people were coming out saying, well, I don't, I don't think Donald Trump's plan of moving illegal immigrants into sanctuary cities is legal. And it's like, well, what do you, what do you, what do you mean? It's not legal to move illegal people to, to places. What the fuck are we talking about here? Can we legally move illegal immigrants into prison? <laughs> is that, is that allowed? Or can they just walk around and shoot people and do whatever the hell they want? No, don't mind us. Sorry, sorry. On your way. You you do whatever you please. That's fine. We can't legally put you in a bus and take you somewhere because that would be unfair, even though you're here illegally. So you carry on. Carry on about your day, hombre. That's fine. Obviously, stakes are really high. With Good comment in the chat from Kimmy. The success of illegals is also dependent on secrecy. <laughs> filming police, but I'd argue that they're even higher with filming ICE or Border Patrol. This past year, we've been getting more calls from folks at the border about how dire the situation is. It's crucial that stories from the ground are seen and heard because this administration really has a strong hold. Kevin over on YouTube says these people wouldn't be dying if people weren't constantly trying to jump over the border. No, I think you're being unfair, Kevin. See, what's supposed to happen is people are supposed to be able to just traipse over your border at will. And if you attempt to stop them in any way, should they attack you, for example? You know, if, if somebody is trying to enter your country illegally, if they attack you, if they, you know, generally cause a mischief of some kind, some kind of violent mischief, then it's on you to stand down and let the people go through, let them do whatever they please. Anything else would be, of course, bigotry isn't even your main worry here. I mean, we're, we're talking about baby killers, am I right? Am I right? They're literally, they're literally killing people at the border. <laughs> on the narrative coming out of the border. It's called a reverse invasion where you stand on your own border and kill people in another country and then go, can't get me, can't get me. I'm in the safe zone, you're in the lava. Democrats in Congress have refused to acknowledge the crisis. And they have refused... Oh, that's not, that's not true, Trumpy. Up until a couple of weeks ago, they refused to acknowledge the crisis. Then it was like, there's a fucking crisis down here! There are women and children. Trump is throwing children in cages. We need money. We need beds. We need medicine. We need all the fucking shit we can get down here at the border right now. There is a crisis. Oh, my God. And it's all Trump's fault. 
It's all Trump's fault. There is a crisis at the border and it's Trump's fault. They're acknowledging the crisis. They're just apportioning blame to a to a scapegoat. <laughs> of course, the president. To provide our brave border agents with the tools they desperately need to protect our families and our nation. No, they don't need tools to defend the border. What they need is beds and pillows and sanitary pads and little stuffed toys for the children that they would otherwise be killing, according to Vice. Recently, we've had... (laughs) Did you see that? Did you see that line here? The recent increase in security has some residents concerned that their neighbourhoods may be turning into militarised zones. What about, what about the uh, residents who are concerned that the increase in illegal immigrants may be turning their neighbourhoods into anarchic, you know, lawless caverns? How about that concern? Ah, fuck them. Fuck them. They're racists. They're just, they're just bigots, man. They're just bigots. The recent increase in security. So you, sh- you sh- what that should say, if they're being honest, they would say the recent increase in illegal immigrants has some residents concerned that there is now more security in the neighbourhood. That would be fine. People can have that concern. But <clears throat> they, when you write it like that, it's like the security is just there for no reason. Like all of a sudden, somebody decided to have an extra two hundred border patrol guards, you know, rolling around the town looking for nobody, looking for nobody, looking to deport people who run stop signs and kill babies at the border. That's just what's going on here. There's nothing. There's no crisis. There's just an increase in police activity because absolutely nothing is happening. <laughs> it's all a manufactured crisis. <laughs> Recently, we've had a lot of ICE agents come in, but they stop random people. They'll stop you because you're passing by or they'll Uh, stop you because you look suspicious to them. And to them, looking suspicious is like us having tattoos, us being, you know, just a brown color. How about walking around on the street with a a sharpened stick with like some kind of nail sticking out of the bottom of it? Is that suspicious? Slapping Slapping the stick in your hand? Walking around going, yeah, these fucking cops. <laughs> Does that look suspicious in any way to you? I don't know. Who am I to, who am I to judge? As being, you know, just a brown colour. I'm going to try to stop you. Uh, send a border patrol agent over here. Communities have experienced a significant increase in traffic stops, it says on the screen for the podcast listeners, for minor or falsified infractions, often leading to deportation of community members. Right. A significant increase in traffic stops leading to deportation of community members. Again, I must, I'm afraid I must be a stickler for detail here and say, no, the thing that leads to a deportation of a community member, if that's what we're calling illegal immigrants now, is the fact that they are in the country illegally. You know, if they're in the country illegally, that will lead to their deportation if they are caught. It's not the fact that they ran a red light. It's not the fact that they were going, you know, two miles over the speed limit. That's not what led to their deportation. 
that's what led to them, you know, becoming noticed by the people who will deport them for being in the country illegally. But being in the country illegally is the prerequisite for being deported from said country, not traffic violations. See, now now we can just move into a whole new realm and say nobody should be stopped for traffic infringements at all. Congratulations, you got unpaid parking tickets. This is your lucky day. This is your lucky day. You want to run that red light? Put the foot to the floor, man. Pump that gas pedal. We're not stopping anybody anymore. You know why? Because it's racist. <laughs> Rio Grande. Y actualmente como organizadora estoy entrenando a la comunidad con una aplicación que la Unión Americana por las Libertades Civiles está ofreciendo como una herramienta para grabar las interacciones que la comunidad está pasando con las agencias de ley. I live here all my life, never live somewhere else, and I've seen a lot of changes, especially with the wall, border patrol. They're stopping everybody they can with a little infraction. Sometimes they're not true. I take my daughter to school every morning. That's where I see a lot of stops. Entonces, nos han estado militarizando gradualmente. They've been gradually militarizing little by little as the population of illegal immigrants has been gradually increasing, not little by little, but lots by lots. Record numbers last month, apparently. Nah, none of that happened. None of that. It's all manufactured. It's all manufactured. These aren't the droids you're looking for. <laughs> exactly. None of that's taking place. It's all a concoction. It's all a concoction of right-wing fear media. Poco a poco, al grado de que la comunidad asume que es necesario tener tantos agentes patrullándonos. Look, this is the thing. Right, I'd, I'm not in favour of police stopping people randomly, giving pat downs and shit like that. I'm not in favour of over policing. I'm not really a police state kind of guy. You know, I don't, I don't like uh, extra vigorous policing. It's not my thing. It's not how I roll. I don't like to see uh, heaps of police cars everywhere and coppers stopping people for no reason on the streets. That's but that doesn't take away from the fundamental point here, which this documentary, this mini documentary, which we are now almost halfway through, has not even addressed once yet. The fact that they are looking for people who are in the country illegally. That's the issue here, right? See, you've got to be honest. At least, at least be honest with the audience. I think that's what pisses people off more than anything. If you if you got complaints about over policing, then fine, that's fine. We hear the complaints, but it's it's silly to turn around to a population and complain about over policing and people getting deported when the people getting deported shouldn't even be there in the fucking first place. Because then it just looks like you're protecting them. You're you you know what I mean. It looks like you're working against the laws of the country at that point. So maybe if illegal immigration wasn't such a big problem, there would be less of a need for these, you know, state troopers and ICE agents to be patrolling around. So what? In, so what? What's the solution here? I know. 
I'll get a little activist shirt on from the ACLU and I'll start following the ICE agents around filming. If you're following the ICE agents around filming them, can we get some deportation on film? Can we get that uploaded, please? That would be fantastic. I, I bet we don't see one person being actually physically uh, detained and deported in all of the footage that they take. they take. They would just turn the camera on when, you know, the trooper or the ICE agent pulls someone over and then lets them go again. Oh, see, there, there's another one. Another example of racial profiling. Wow, look at the way they're spinning this. So this app... This app has been released, and what it does, right, if you notice an incident of an ICE agent, you know, talking to someone or stopping someone, they said an incident, right? If you notice an incident involving Border Patrol, what it does is everyone else who has the app, it alerts them to where the incident is taking place, and the way they're spinning it is oh, so people can be informed about what's happening in the community, But doesn't it seem a little bit like it's an app telling people where not to be? Don't you think? Like, here is the location of an incident involving Border Patrol. Let's all go down there right away and make sure nothing bad happens. I don't think that's happening. (laughs) I don't think that's what's taking place with this app. I think if you have an app alerting people to the whereabouts of Border Patrol, it's more than likely going to be used by people who want to evade Border Patrol, perhaps. Like, people that have speed camera detectors in their car are not doing it so they can speed through the speed camera and then say, hey, everybody else who speeds, get down here right now. I found the speed camera. Let's get our picture taken. Take a selfie with the speed camera, guys. Woo! Best 200 bucks I ever spent. Best 200 bucks I ever spent. Can't wait. Everybody, everybody who wants to speed, get down here. I found the speed camera. My app found where the speed camera is. <laughs> We've got to monitor the community. Out there patrolling Migracam will notice. Migracam. Migracam. <laughs> Migracam. <laughs> For the migras. All the migras have Migracam. Notify three people that have the app. And show them a video where the interaction is taking place, the interaction. The purpose of MigraCam is to give tools to the community. So that they're prepared and know how to support the people in that moment. <laughs> Come on. Come on now. Come on now. Don't be daft. There is an incident taking place. We must all get down there immediately and help support our comrade before he gets deported. y saber cómo apoyar a las personas que en ese momento pueden estar en riesgo de ser eh, arrestadas o referidas con la patrulla fronteriza. Estas personas han sido asesinadas por agencias de ley. Many people have been killed by law enforcement agencies. Y han sido expuestas. 
and have been exposed in social media. Look at the signs. Look at the signs. We are not criminal. See, the other thing these people don't want to talk about is there's a whole economy around illegal immigration. There's a whole industry for it. Lawyers, activists, organisers, they're all getting paid. Nobody's doing this shit for free. And if you stem the tide of illegal immigrants into your country, whatever country it is, be it America, Canada, Australia, the UK, whatever it is, you cut off a cash flow to a great many people. The lawyers, the activists, the organisers, the people teaching these classes, the people who print pamphlets, right? They're all getting paid. And the more illegal immigrants there are wandering into your country, the more customer base they have, the more money they make. It's not just all about empathy and doing the right thing or those evil racists. How many of these people would be doing it if they weren't getting paid to do it? I wonder. Oh, you can't ask that. That's a horrible question. Fine. Fine. All right. I want to show you something. Something I've suspected for a long time. Finally, we get the truth. Men with beards have more germs than dogs. (laughs) Can somebody please tag the bearded truth and get him in here right now? Jason Lyon, I am calling you out. I am calling you out, you bearded peasant. You flea-ridden bearded peasant. You dirty, dirty hobo. Get your unshaven, unclean ass in here right now. All the bearded guys in the study had high microbial counts compared with only 23 out of 30 dogs tested. Conclusion, dogs are fine to share MRI machines. Let's have a look at the dirty men. Bacteria found in seven of the men was considered a health threat. So's having a beard. Looks like men with beards are going to be dogged with charges of bad hygiene. That's because a new study suggests that bearded guys actually have more germs than dogs fur. Researchers at the Herzlanden Clinic near Zurich, Switzerland. So it's from Switzerland. So it's not even from America. It's not from America. It's it's not from Australia. It's not from the UK. It is from the Swiss. The efficient and attention-to-detail-plagued Swiss, ladies and gentlemen. They speak four official languages, they ski all year round, and all of them own hunting rifles. These are not people that are going to lie about the dirty, dirty, dirty bearded people. (laughs) Researchers at the clinic wanted to determine whether evaluating humans and dogs in the same MRI scanner would be hygienic. They did so by comparing the bacterial load in colony-forming units of human pathogenic microorganisms in specimens and specimens taken from 18 bearded men 
and 30 furry dogs. The, the researchers also compared the extent of bacterial contamination of an MRI scanner used by both dogs and humans with two other MRI, MRI scanners used exclusively by humans. Turns out all the bearded bros showed high microbial uh, counts compared with only 23 out of 30 dogs. In fact, seven of the men had so much beard bacteria they were at risk of getting sick. The jointly used scanner also had significantly lower bacteria counts than the scanners used only by humans. On the basis of these findings, dogs can be considered as clean compared with bearded men. Yes! <laughs> Where is the beard of truth? Get the beard. Somebody needs to get the beard of truth in here post haste or at least send him the replay. Jason Lyon, I love you. Don't touch me. Don't come anywhere near me. Don't touch me. Don't look at me. I'm not sharing dinner with you. I don't even want to sit at the same table with you. An animal that eats its own feces is cleaner than you. <laughs> An animal that will lay there and lick its own nutsack hour after hour after excruciating hour is cleaner than you. How's it feel? How's it feel? Itchy, I imagine. I imagine it would feel very itchy. <laughs> the study was published in February, but went viral earlier this week. However, some beard buffs are making cutting remarks about the study. Oh, yes, we've got to see. What is it with these beard guys? When there's when somebody says something bad about beards, it's like a fucking cult, man. They all have to come racing out of the woodwork. Who's talking bad about beards? Who said something bad about beard bros? I'm not having it. I am not listening to this this awful propaganda. Beards are awesome. Beards are manly. Ah, ah, fuck, it's so itchy. It's filled with bacteria. <laughs> someone does. Someone in Zurich in Switzerland does a scientific study about dogs being cleaner than people with beards, and then all of a sudden, like fucking clockwork, man, everybody who's got face hair comes comes crawling out of the caves that they would otherwise occupy where there are no razors to hurl insults at anybody who dares points to scientific evidence. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yes. I think it's possible to find all sorts of unpleasant things if you took swabs from people's hair and hands and tested them. I don't believe that beards in themselves are unhygienic. Did you not read the fucking study, my man? Did you not read the study? Did you not read the study, you disgusting, filthy, heathen caveman, you? <laughs> now I can say that with evidence. <laughs> now I can really hit that home. Hey, don't be mad at me. What, you don't trust the science? You don't trust the science? I know you'd rather be walking around shirtless showing off your tats and your, your, face, your face piercings with your big bikey beard. Pretending like you're an extra in Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, I know you'd rather be doing that. But uh, I'm afraid I do have to draw your attention to the evidence, which suggests that uh, Fido is far cleaner than you are, sir. There you go. There's, look at these fucking idiots. There seems to be a constant stream of negative stories about beards. <laughs> Oh, what 
he's with the beard group. It's such a complex, man. I I grow my beard out to show how manly I am. <laughs> Static boy, your Matrix background is gay as fuck. We've got a bearded, we've got a bearded warrior. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> I've had it for two years. I'm not changing now. But what is it with the beard boys? There seems to be a constant stream of negative stories about beards. I grow my facial hair out to prove how manly I am. It's a manly thing to have a beard. Did you say something bad about beards? Uh, bad about beards? How could you? It's like everybody's ganging up on us. This constant stream of negative stories about beards. It's just not fair. It's just not fair. It's just not fair. Calling all exhibitionists. Artists wants hundreds of uh, people to pose naked in New York City streets in social media censorship protest. I'm torn. I'm torn on this. Let's have a little look-see. No? Well, let's not and say we did. Now, see, some kind of protest against social media censorship, I'm I'm down with it, generally. Naked people, okay, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. But why did they have to do it in New York, of all places? Why don't we do the naked protest in Norway or Holland on the beach somewhere? I'll, I'll even take California. I will even take California, one of the nice parts, one of the rich parts, with the deputants, not one of the poverty pits. But why, why do we have to have the naked protest in New York? Because all of a sudden we're taking something positive and filling it with obese cab drivers. Yeah, I'm doing the naked protest. Can't wait to let the, the cold New York breeze flap against my junk. How many of these men are going to be having beards? God, perish your thought. Perish the thought. A collection of filthy bearded New Yorkers strutting around naked <laughs> for social media censorship. I would be in favour of social media censorship at this point. If I see, you know, 10,000 bearded New Yorkers standing naked on the streets of New York City on social media, I will delete my account. <laughs> That's it. I've had enough. I'm out. I can't do this anymore. I can't do this. I'm done. Artist Spencer Tunick and the National Coalition Against Censorship are organising to have hundreds of nude bodies take a stance in the streets of New York City against censorship of art on big social media platforms. The event is happening June 2nd, though specifics on the street location haven't been released. I guess they can't release it because of all the cameras. I hope to make a new nude photographic artwork on the streets of New York City that challenges the censorship rules of Instagram and Facebook a work that humanizes and decriminalizes the female nipple on social media. <laughs> the nipple. <laughs> Decriminalize the nipple on social media. Is it really? Is it really against TOS violations to post a nipple on social media? That seems absurd. Why would that be the case? I mean, any any, you know, free-to-air television network can have a lot worse than just a solitary nipple poking its head out at you and saying hello. When did it become illegal to post a nipple on social media? 
Strange. And at the same time, advocates freedom for male, female and transgender artists to share their art without consequence. Tunic's successful photographic career includes over 75 large-scale nude human installations shot all over the world. So does he only do nude people? That's it. I only take pictures of big groups of nude people. I'm an orgiest. That's all I do. Ever done a landscape or a bowl of fruit or something normal like that? I did do a bowl of fruit once. Right next to a guy's dick. It was beautiful. Including one where 18,000 people posed nude in Mexico. Even with a checkmark verified social media following, the photographer's Facebook page was disabled in 2014 after posting a, uh, posting a photo of nude women in Portugal, which was apparently deemed not pixelated enough. Well, as far as I'm concerned, uh, the, the photo of New Yorkers getting naked in the streets of New York City, the Big Apple, could never be too pixelated. Just putting that out there. Jake, thanks for joining us. Sir Cal asks, do nipples have a religion? Good question. Good question. Last one for the day. Day labourer forced to have sex at gunpoint. <laughs> what the fuck is going on in Arizona? Arizona seems like a very strange, very strange state. Just lots of sand and psychopaths down in Arizona. An Arizona couple is charged with luring a day labourer to their Phoenix home and forcing the man to have sex at gunpoint with the female suspect. <laughs> yes, okay, I come over. I fix garden. I, I trim your hedge for you. I come over, I trim your hedge for you, you pay. Oh, it's good. It's a very good job. An assault that the male suspect described as a sexual fantasy scenario, according to a criminal complaint. According to investigators, the victim was picked up last Monday outside a Home Depot. Oh, James, look out. James R, real person politics, at real person PLTCS. James, I think you need to go to Home Depot more often. You might get lucky. It seems that they are cruising around looking for ethnic gentlemen to have sex with at gunpoint. If you thought James was spending a lot of time at the Home Depot before, guess again. He's going to be there 24 hours a day. He'll fucking camp there. Sir, I'm sorry. You're going to have to leave. Just five more minutes. Five more minutes. Somebody will come. It's fine. <laughs> I need this. By Brenda Acuna Aguero, 39, who said that she needed help moving items at her home. Hey, 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 hey. I want you to come over and uh, help me move some things downstairs. Uh, uh, uh. Does this woman have a speech impediment? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? The victim told cops that when he reached the resident, uh, Akuna Aguero began to talk sexual to him. <laughs> talk sexual. She did <laughs> So now you can tell that it's not a local. She began to talk sexual. <laughs> and said it was her fantasy to have sex with a labourer and that she wanted to have sex with him. There's the lovely young lady there. When the man declined to have sex, Acuna Aguero's husband, Jorge Moreto Valenzuela, 45, entered the room carrying a rifle. I mean, cuckolding has been brought, you know, violently into common vernacular recently. This is the ultimate cuckolding. This is cuckolding against your will. 
So cuckolding is, you know, where the husband wants to watch his wife have sex. What about if the husband threatens to kill you if you don't have sex with his wife in front of him? That's a whole other level of cuckolding. I don't even know what you would call that. When the... Came in holding a rifle. You will fuck my wife or I will kill you. You day labourer, motherfucker. I'll take you right back to the... I'll take you right back to the Home Depot in a body bag, you piece of shit. Now get them down and get hard, damn it. What do you think we're paying you for? And then after this, you can fix the garden. As alleged in the Superior Court complaint, the victim engaged in a series of sexual activities with Acuna Aguero while Morieta Venezuela was taking pictures of them and recording them with his cell phone. Additionally, the victim said, Morieto Valenzuela directed him to move into different sexual positions. Wow. Before allowing the man to leave the residence, the couple took his Mexican visa and driver's license, which they said they would return the next day if he did not show up the following morning, the couple warned. They would send explicit photos to his wife in Mexico. They told him they would get Viagra for him the next day. <laughs> Come back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. And that's, the poor guy, it's not going to work for him. Honey, honey, I had to have sex with her or they were going to shoot me. You son of a bitch, get the fuck out. I don't believe it. Then you can fix the garden, exactly. So come back tomorrow. We had a few We had a few working issues today. We had a couple of issues. You know, it wasn't your day today, Jorge. Uh, but do come back tomorrow. We will make sure that we have some Viagra on hand. The rifle will be polished and we'll be ready to rock and roll for the cameras. Marita Venezuela then drove the victim back to Home Depot <laughs> where he was picked up. <laughs> Didn't even drop him home after it. Just took him back to Home Depot. What, so he could just go about buying his nails? Later that afternoon, Morieta Venezuela contacted the victim and told him to return to the house immediately, warning that if he did not come back to have sex again, he would send the pictures to his wife. When the man did not respond to Morieta Venezuela's WhatsApp message, the photos were forwarded to the day labourer's spouse. Wow. After being contacted by the victim, cops, cops subsequently executed a search warrant at the couple's home. During a police interview, Acuna Aguero reportedly confessed, admitting that she knew her husband was going to confront the victim with the rifle and that he was going to record the sexual encounter without the victim's consent. Marietta Venezuela admitted to participating in a sexual fantasy scenario with his wife, according to the complaint. He also reportedly confessed to wielding the rifle and threatening to send the explicit photos to the victim's spouse. Marietta Venezuela police noted, admitted that he, he and his wife had done this approximately four times with prior other random men. Photos and videos found on the couple's phones indicated that they had participated in a similar incident in March, but that victim is unknown. Jesus Christ. Remember when fantasies were a lot less violent? And I mean, if you could have your pick of the men, why would you pick up a Mexican at Home Depot? Wouldn't you just pull up? Why not cruise around somewhere near a gym and get somebody, you know, <laughs> who takes care of himself? Maybe this guy did. I'm not sure. Maybe this chap was a fine specimen, a day labourer. Is that the way to cheat now, says Sir Cal? I think it is. I think it is. 
Honey, I had to. They, had to. they literally put a gun to my head. What the hell was I supposed to do? But yeah, get the word out to James. More time spent at the Home Depot means getting lucky more often, my man. Congratulations. Home Depot, it's the new pickup point. It's the, <laughs> it's the new nightclub. Home Depot, where everybody gets a fuck, whether they like it or not. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that'll do us for one more day. Um, I'll be back tomorrow for the free-for-all, maybe maybe about 8, 9 o'clock for the weekly free-for-all. I'll throw up uh, a tweet tomorrow, and you can contribute to the show. Send in your articles, send in your clips, whatever you want us to go through, and we'll play them all and rock, rock and roll like we do on a Thursday night. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Just a reminder, uh, Friday night at Chris Mack 44 if you want to check out Pirate Radio with him and my comrade James R., it's always a good time. Uh, like I said, I'll be back tomorrow for the free-for-all. Thanks so much for joining us. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to, I was going to say, if you'd like to rate me at gunpoint, then you can do so by following me on Twitter. But I don't think that would be fair. I don't think that would be fair. How about you invite me over to fix the garden and then we'll just see what happens naturally. There's there's no need to go straight to the rifle. Maybe I'll be into it. Who knows? Who knows? But if you'd like to do that, uh, if you'd like to pick me up at Home Depot, you can do so by following me on Twitter. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. sex. Mega sex. I said I do not have tools to make a sex. Take me back to Home Depot. You make a sex or we shoot you. And then I shoot. Manana. sees James uh, and the bearded truth in the same room at the same time, run. <clears throat> because one of them's about to have sex and the other one is dirtier than a dog. Literally. Science proves it. <laughs> Alright guys. See you tomorrow. Free for all. Bye bye.